I can't believe that we did this. This is the coolest thing. <laughs> Honestly, like I I look back on it and I think this has been such a great creative outlet. It came at like the perfect time. We became like fast friends. It's been such a fun, interesting, really like satisfying thing to do. We tackled a big topic. Yeah. And I feel like we kind of, we did it justice. I hope so. I think we did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just to kind of let people see behind the curtain a little bit, we've recorded a bunch of episodes in a very short amount of time. And as we, you know, we're releasing them much later as we, as we edit them. And so we haven't heard a lot of feedback from people. I mean, what we've heard has been pretty good, but like, we don't know the impact of the things that we're talking about on on these episodes. I think to date we've released five episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the majority of these, you know, people haven't heard yet, but we've talked about them and it's really just kind of been our feedback on our experiences and the experiences of people that we've interviewed. I've learned so much. Me too. What are some of the things that you've sort of come away with that you didn't have five, six months ago? I think talking about all of this stuff and kind of hashing it out in my own mind, you know, to prepare for episodes and even in the moment, I end up wanting to take my own advice. I think about whether or not I do. And then I reflect on all of the things we talked about. And I, I think about whether or not I do those things that I'm, you know, preaching about, basically. And I think about the fact that, like, I'm in a place where I can talk about all of these things. And I've actually dialed back my dating app activity significantly since we started this. Why is that? It's mostly coincidentally because of life, but also like I'm just not doing the meaningless swiping anymore. And maybe that's a function of, of, you know, my life uh, and how it's evolved. But I think it's also because I don't want to be a hypocrite. (laughs) And not to say that like I really, you know, did a lot of those things before, but um, there's a lot of areas in which, you know, I can sort of rein it in. Be a little more discerning, right? I think I've become a lot more... I actually took a big break from dating during this podcast. It's like several months. It was like when George Costanza stops having sex and he turns into a <laughs> so genius. So much more clarity. Yeah. yeah. I like. I accomplished like a hundred things. Big things. <laughs> it's like an incredible time in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, that sort of taught me that I was kind of maybe wasting a lot of time on dating when maybe I don't have to go on like a date a week. Maybe I can go on a date a month and I'm actually happier. You know, I thought a lot about why I was going on those dates and, you know, was I looking for validation? And I did a lot of soul searching. Yeah. I date a lot less now. (laughs) Yeah. Podcasting is funny. It's especially because we used a lot of our own experiences to illustrate points. Yeah. It's like journaling with an audience. Yeah. I loved it. (laughs) Do your diary and rest of the world. (laughs) Um, It keeps you accountable. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of really think about why you think certain ways about things, why your opinions are the way they are. Yeah. I had a lot of things that were challenged. I mean, (laughs) luckily I had the benefit of editing this podcast. (laughs) There's so much stuff that I took out of stuff that I said where I was just like, 
you're such an idiot. <laughs> shut up. And I was able to shut myself up. We're having those conversations with somebody face to face. You don't always have that that luxury yeah. to kind of filter yourself. So that was interesting to listen back to. Yeah, I didn't get to hear all of the raw stuff. But uh, I definitely remember thinking... Like, oh, I hope he edits this one part out or like, yeah, because, you know, sometimes, you you know, you, you overshare or, you know, you say something that's probably not um, appropriate. But I think when you say things out loud, it makes you think about them. Especially when you do something that's so personal. Dating's such a personal thing, or it can be such a personal thing where you kind of... We put a lot out there. We put a lot out there. (laughs) We put a lot. And then I tend to do that anyway I just I I overshare my life um which is kind of why I wanted to do this because I was like people just don't they don't talk about this kind of stuff enough and they should and they should and luckily I mean I found somebody that was just as willing to share her stories and experiences as I was overshare oh I loved it and I'm sure people (laughs) that listen loved it too well all I know is uh my friends enjoy this Good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yeah. I'm telling some of their stories too, so they Yeah. And really I think enjoy it. even people that don't know either of us mm-hmm. have become our friends. I would I hope so. You know, like yeah. I don't think you stay with us for sixteen hours yeah. and not enjoy our company. Yeah, that's true. I think I wanted, obviously, you know, I wanted to talk about this because everybody does it. And like people don't really talk about it. And, you know, it's it's just now starting to show up on like TV and stuff. There have been plugs for Hinge and Bumble and uh, even The League on like various TV shows. What was I watching? It was Riverdale. They were plugging Bumble. I was like, man, this is lame. So like this is obviously a part of pop culture. Yeah. It's not just, I mean, remember when all this started? And people would have to make up stories of how they met. Nobody wanted to meet online. Yeah. It was scandalous. We met at Starbucks. Yeah. And which, like now it doesn't bar? matter. The, the Tinder bar? I recently went to an OkCupid wedding. And they openly admitted they met on OkCupid? Yeah. Yeah. It's not as much of a thing anymore. They didn't care. It's just the way of the world. I had also met my date on OkCupid. He thought it was very cute. That is very cute. Aww. Yeah. I was like, cool. And I'm not expecting this podcast to take off. I don't think we're going to get hundreds, thousands of people listening to it. But if it starts people having conversations, yeah, that's all I want out of this. Yeah. I hope I've said some stuff that offends people. I hope I've said some stuff that people think is completely wrong. Not factually, because I, I edit all that out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but just things that people don't agree with or that, that rubs them the wrong way and they say, well, wait a minute, I challenge that because that shows people are thinking about it. Yeah. And this is something that we need to think about because it's changing our entire, you know, the, the structure of how we communicate. It's changing our society and it's changing how we meet people and it's changing marriage and family and all of these things. And you look at it from like a biological level, mm-hmm. science, the, the basics of why we exist is to further our species, mm-hmm. to reproduce. This is changing how we reproduce. Exactly. And it has to go from a place where it's this taboo thing that no one's talking about to like, this is at the forefront of our 
society. Actually, of like the world. This is worldwide. This isn't just the Western world. This is everywhere now mm-hmm. where people are meeting online. And it's not just, you know, Tinder and Bumble. You know, I know that there are certain websites that are used all over South Asia and Asia, right? They're like religion based or cultural based, whatever it is. But they're using them and it's working and it's changing how how we function as a society it's changing our expectations of our partners it's changing the longevity of a relationship the expected longevity it is an interesting time to be alive it really is it really is and so much is changing so quickly Mm -hmm. just wait until the googles of the world the amazons of the world admit that their phones are listening to us all the time and they say tough deal with it and then the Tinders and the Hinges and the Bumbles are able to use that data to match us with people. And they say, hey, we found somebody that, based on things that you talk about in your everyday life, based on your conversation style, based on your where you're at on the introvert-extrovert scale, mm-hmm. we found a match for you. Is that really so bad? I don't think so. I don't it's think It's like so when people either. complain about like customized ads. Like, oh. They, they, they saw what I searched for and then they gave me an ad for something that was similar. Well, yeah. But usually it comes with a coupon. <laughs> What's the problem? If our dates came with coupons. I mm. mean, it's like a gift. It's like, here's a coupon for the thing, the exact thing you wanted to buy. <laughs> You're welcome. My NSA guy is looking out for me hardcore. That's right. That's right. He's getting me a good deal. Soon he will find you a good mate. Anybody that's listened this long obviously has an interest in online dating. You've, you've done it. You have an opinion about it, whether it works for you or it doesn't. Yeah. Hopefully you weren't looking for some kind of magic that we couldn't provide. I mean... I think, I think we said from the outset, like, we're not here to we're not offer the too people. much advice. Yeah, we're, yeah. for all intents and purposes, still single. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't really cracked the code. I don't know, though, have we? Nice. We're happy and self-validated. Yes. Maybe we have cracked the code. Maybe. I'm happy. If I never met the quote-unquote Mr. Right or the one or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever this kind of Disney idea of, of a partner is, I would be fine. And I am dating somebody in a situation that I didn't see myself in six months ago. Yeah. And it was only through evaluating my, my thoughts and feelings on this whole dating thing that I was able to say, this is okay. And now this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is like my favorite thing in the world. And think about how far outside of what you thought your comfort zone was that you are now. Yeah. And all it took was I talked to 20 people and a couple of them had experiences that I could relate to. And I said, all right. This doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. This is this is possible. Yeah. This isn't outside of my realm of possibility. This this actually kind of sounds enticing. Yeah, I mean, think about if we were to actually talk to people, people that we know, or you know, whoever people we come across, if we were to talk about online dating and this whole process, and you know how much it would, you know, maybe open up our perspectives mm-hmm. on what is right for us I, I think I'm pretty traditional right but like who's to say that's gonna be forever it might not be yeah I might change my mind that's my right 
I'm entitled to it. You are entitled <laughs> to it. That's right. I'm entitled to it. That is one thing I'm entitled to. <laughs> it's my autonomy. Mm-hmm. See, I haven't found the secret, you know, but uh, it's funny, though. I, I, I say, oh, I'm going to delete them or block, you know, block the profiles or get rid of them. And, and I still do it because I think there's part of me that's just like, wow, you know, it only takes one time and maybe... I will see that person's full message me or whatever. You know, I think that's like a fairly positive experience, but I think that's largely because of, like, expectation management. You know what I mean? When when you go into the dating, at least for me, when I started online dating, after that kind of a breakup, I didn't, I wasn't looking for anything in particular. You know, I wasn't, like, looking for love. I wasn't looking for a relationship. I sort of didn't care what happened, and I continued not to care what happened for the the rest of my online dating experience. It's been a trip. I mean, I I don't pretend to be, like, some perfect fairy princess. Like, there are days that I'm an angry person. There are days that maybe I'm a little bit more vindictive than I should be. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, life kind of gives us back what we put into it, you know? So if if you're constantly negative and upset and hateful about things, that's probably what life's going to give you back. But as long as you can try to remain positive and put more positivity out into the world, it usually works out for the better. This has been so cool. It's kind of bittersweet. That it's over? Yeah, because we, you know, we did so much. This was truly like a labor of love. Mm -hmm. You know, at least for me it was. It was, yeah. I gave so much thought to it and I tried to round it out as much as I could and make it as meaningful as possible. And it obviously did a lot for me and I would love if it helped other people. In a way, it's kind of like therapy, right? Yeah. Like we had uh, sort of predefined topics that we knew we were going to talk about. So we had to kind of think about them and assess how we felt about them. Yeah. And then put them out into the world knowing that many people would hear our thoughts on them so it wasn't just like private yeah yeah i think i think it's therapeutic and like like i said i i hope this if nothing else just inspires people to start talking about this stuff share your experiences your failures God yeah knows, neither of us are perfect when we had our launch party and i uh, i'd asked the room like does anyone have any good dating stories like no one says anything mm-hmm. but they all have them and there was a couple there that actually met. Yes, on, and on even they didn't level. want to share their story. I, mean, I was like, yeah. you guys, you seem so happy. Right. They were just like, yeah, we met here. Yeah. All right, what did you talk about? What did you order to drink? Yeah. What did you like about each other? Were you right about each other? Wrong Celebrate about each it. other? It. Because it's so rare. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, when you look at the statistics of like the number of dates people go on and the number of like second and third dates and... Mm-hmm. How many of those turned into relationships? The odds are, are really stacked against you. Oh, yeah. When you find that, hold on to it. Celebrate it. Seriously. Work on it. Yeah. Go read some books. Listen to some podcasts. Like, do what you can to make yourself a better person and to strengthen that relationship. Yeah. Uh, relationships are a job. They are difficult to maintain. But if you're not maintaining it, then... I think something's wrong. Like, you should love each other, right, as people, but, like, you're dealing with your own stuff, and then you're dealing with someone else's emotional well-being, and that's difficult. 
and you sh- like you should treat it like I don't want to say like a business, but for sure or like a project where like you sit down at the table and kind of recalibrate what your goals are as individuals and as a couple or else you're going to get stuck in a rut or you guys are going to um, develop in different directions and feel very lonely inside of a relationship because you feel like you can't talk to each other. So it's kind of like, you know, setting up quarterly goals or annual goals and just kind of sitting down and talking about like how you've grown up and maybe your goals have changed and you kind of have to recalibrate and that's how you figure out if you should stay together or not. Yeah, I think a lot of the ways in which relationships and communication are changing are unfamiliar to us. So actually we have to do quite a bit of work whether it's, you know, self-reflection or therapy or whatever, there's so much that's just new to us every day. We have to, like, learn how to do it all over again because the world is changing so, so intensely and so quickly. I learned so much about myself doing this, just talking about this. Age-wise, we're, you know, in our mid-30s. We are kind of on the, the forefront. Yeah, we're, like, of, in the thick of it. We were at an age where dating apps didn't exist, and yeah. then they did, and so we had to learn how to use them. Now, I mean, you come up and you're dating, and they, they're just there for you. In the same way that, like, you know, my daughter's generation, they grew up and they have iPads. Yeah. They have phones. These things are just available to them. Yeah. It's just the world you live in. And you sort of, you adapt to it, you live in it, you grow in it, and it's just, it's just how things are. We're going to be like telling stories about how we met our like ex, you know, wives and husbands in person and people are going to be like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's nuts. Because it's like not normal anymore. It's just not common. I would love it. God, I would love to meet someone in person. But at this point, the only chance that I have of doing that as a work and I am not one to dip my pen in the company ink. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I, as far as online dating, I would love to be able to find a relationship with someone like an actual meaningful committed relationship would be fantastic. Uh, cause to be honest with you with my work schedule, how often I work and, and all that, and just generally how busy I am, me meeting somebody in real life, probably not going to happen. I don't really get out a whole lot. And when I do, I mean, it's just basically out running errands and trying to keep my life together <laughs> for the most part or driving four and a half hours to come back to visit family in Indiana. So I'm usually busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking race most days. I would like to be able to find somebody through the online dating world, um, you know, that I could see myself being in a committed relationship with eventually, but uh, I don't expect to go on two dates and then be flown out to Poland to meet their family either. (laughs) It's going to take some time and it's going to take some effort, which I'm more than happy to put forth both. But um, I don't know, just kind of wait and see. Who knows? I mean, maybe I'll be out running errands someday and Prince Charming will just appear out of nowhere, but... um, I'm trying not to put too much hope or expectation into either scenario, really. If it happens, fantastic. If it doesn't, 
someday it will. So it's just kind of one of those, just be patient and be kind, regardless of who you meet in life. And eventually things will fall into place. You know, one question people might have at this point is why we haven't addressed each other by name. Oh, well, I mean, we have lives and privacy is a thing. Right, right. And that that, that is the reason is because there's reasons we need to stay anonymous. Yeah. But we'll I just mean, leave it at that. Yeah. But I don't think that matters. Like, I don't think what we do or what our names are matters because we're just like you. And I'm sure that, you know, you've listened to the stories that we've told and you have something similar that's happened or you think, wow, like, I can relate to that. We're not famous. That There's, no, there's nothing about us that if isn't. you don't know who we are that you need to know. No, we're just like randos. Yeah, we, I mean, really, that's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> we're just randos from Chicago, yeah. We have jobs, we do this in our free time. Yeah. That's about it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. We're, we're out there doing the dating thing just like you are. Yeah. I think the cool thing about this is that it will be relevant as long as online dating is a thing. I agree with that. I also think this is going to be kind of a timestamp that we're going to look back on and maybe as soon as like three or four years and say, holy cow, things have changed. Yeah. Just as far as like the mechanics go and the apps that are available and how we do things. I think oh, sure, I yeah. think we're on the verge of, because there's so much interest in it, I think something's going to change that's going to change the whole game. I said, whether it be, you know, your phones listen to you and then there's an app that's like, hey, I can match you based on your speech patterns. And you're like, holy cow, I don't have to swipe anymore. Yes, please take $50 a month out of my paycheck. That would be great. There was a podcast. Well, I think the podcast is still current. It's called Startup. Mm-hmm. It's the story. The first season was the story of how Gimlet Media started. And they're this mm-hmm. big podcasting mega company now. Um, but their second season, they focused on a like an online dating kind of like matchmaking service mm-hmm. where they matched people based on pictures. So like Facebook pictures, Instagram pictures, like everyday kind of stuff and matched them based on places they visited or like spent their free time and clothes they wore. It's like fashion. Because you can kind of tell a lot about a person by how they present themselves, right? Like... So all the people levels. who like were petting the sedated lion were matched up together because they deserve each other. Animal lovers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, the somebody that you know, a, the woman that's pictured taking hikes with her dog might be matched up with mm-hmm. a guy who's out with sedated lions. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the uh, the company ended up failing. The, the website they they just couldn't kind of get their their bearings shit together, but. Yeah. I think something like that is is what's on the horizon. I think that's going to have to be more AI-based. Sure. I mean, they're probably collecting data on how we swipe Mm -hmm. and how much conversation we have and if that results in us meeting. Hinge will actually ask you if you've met the person yet. Yeah. So that's new. They are probably collecting all kinds of data on us and then we'll reach a new level of online dating <laughs> so looking forward to that <laughs> I I mean you say it in that tone I actually I am I'm looking forward to seeing what the world looks like when yeah when you don't have the opportunity to lie when like it's not it's not rewarded but if you're posting photos 
that are not good representations of you. Are you not lying? If that's the only data point you're taking, but if we're also taking your conversations, the kind of people you hang out with, the places that you go, because your phone's tracking where you're at at all times, Mm. when you take all that into consideration, it paints a broader picture of you, a more accurate picture of you. I always set my filters according to like education and distance. Those are two huge things for me. Yeah, so like, and you're still single, so you might I'm be lying single, to yourself. So I have a doctorate. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's not a lie. No, but like, even who we look for on, on apps might not be an accurate representation of who would be a good match for us. The girl I'm dating now, I wouldn't have been looking for her. There's not a whole lot about who yeah. she is on paper that I would have been like, that's what I'm looking for as a person. It wasn't until we actually met in person that I was like, holy shit. Yeah. We're on the cusp of something revolutionary. Hmm. It's just a matter of who's going to make that app, who's going to push us over the edge. Yeah. Better not be Tinder. Fuck those guys. Let those bros sit there and collect their <laughs> monthly fees for people Man, that are traveling. I mean, I, I'm so disappointed. Uh, in in Tinder, but you know, whatever. Recently, I told you about this that I was like, oh, I'm in, like, I'm not gonna date for two years. Yeah. <laughs> While I'm like doing this other like, you know, work thing, because things are just gonna be really rigorous, and I don't want to deal with, you know, someone telling me that my hours suck and that they're unhappy with me. I don't know. I'm reconsidering it. I was off dating for like three or four months, and it was really good. I got a lot done, and then I dated two people in the span of like a month and a half and I'm back off dating (laughs) so (laughs) it happens yeah I don't know I think it might actually be time for me to take a break I think it's okay and this is so significant to me because I used to be someone who was like a big advocate for staying in the game and staying out there and putting yourself out there because you never know and now I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I don't feel that way anymore. I just, I don't need that validation, I guess. I'm curious to see how long it takes for you. Oh, you and everybody else. There's like a pool. To be like, <laughs> going. Yeah. I miss talking about dating. We get together and just talk about dating. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I no, thought we, you meant like me going on a date. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> Everyone's like, I'll give you three months. We don't have any more podcast episodes to record. You're like, I know, I just, I just want to talk about it. That's that's what kept me out of dating. Actually, yeah. Actually, everybody who I've told that, like, this is our last recording session, we're done, they're like, for the first season, right? Yeah. And I'm like, uh... No, that's all we had to say. <laughs> no? <laughs> like, indefinitely. And they're like, but, like, until you, like, start recording again, right? It's like, mm, nope, that's it. This is it. Sidebar, my, I went out to dinner with my parents last night, and mm-hmm. my mom is, like, obsessed with you. Um, oh god bless but she's like <laughs> so are you guys gonna do another podcast I was like no we have, that's all we have to say she's like but you guys sound so good together <laughs> okay like we'll record an album together like that's not a reason to just, listen don't I have still, any content I still want to start a 90s cover band oh that's right that's our next project that's our next project that. is our 90s cover band that's right so I, yeah if your name was Martin we would be Doc Martins damn and that's so 90s I think we should still do it. I could, I could have a stage name. I could be a Martin. Throw some glasses on and a messed up haircut. Yeah. I could be a Martin. 
But yeah, this is, I mean, this is, this is it. Like we sort of had to have an expiration on this. I didn't want to just keep talking about dating because there's so many podcasts out there where it's just, yeah, they get together and talk about their dates or their dating lives. And I just, I don't, I didn't have an interest in that. I like this because it was structured. Yeah. I agree. I mean, this, we had a plan for everything we wanted to talk about. We started superficial and we delved deep into some, you know, some really important issues and we went in this great, you know, chronological order that kind of mirrors the experience of the user. Mm -hmm. The point is, you know, you can go out and talk about your dating stories with anybody, but the things we talked about, I think weren't, it wasn't just, you know, about dating apps, it was about relationships and, you know, how, how things are changing and how we're changing and our expectations and, um, you know, how we interact with people and, all kinds of things. Obviously had a very limited scope of what we could talk about. I don't feel like we tried to cover all demographics in what we, yeah. we talked about. I mean, we, we several times addressed that we're in our mid-30s, we're straight, you're a female, I'm a male. Like Our, our experiences were very limited to that. So we didn't try to cover you know, the, the gay experience or the younger experience or the older experience like we very much tried to stay within our wheelhouse which kind of limits the exposure that <laughs> our audience has to online dating like there's very much filtered through our experiences and the experiences of the people that we interviewed which also happened to be around that same age range i wish we could have covered you know a lot more and, and had more perspectives but you know we are straight midwesterners in our 30s with jobs. With jobs. So <laughs> we are busy people. We are busy people. And we're liberal, so that's another thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, politically. We not very religious. Right, exactly. That would so, change things. Exactly. So like we're coming from what we know, and that's probably gonna be different from a lot of other people, and that's that's fine. I yeah, think, I think it's actually a good thing because it's not like we were giving advice on online dating. It was more of well, we did here's give some, some advice. Here's some conversation starters. Well, but from our perspective, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't universal, like, here's how to succeed in the world of online dating. Oh, uh, yeah. It was more of like, this is what we found that works, but also here's how we got to those places. Here's some experiences that we've had and experiences that we've heard about that brought us to those conclusions. If your experience is different, you'll come to different conclusions, but here's some steps that you can kind of mimic to get there. Don't send dick pics. Don't send dick pics <laughs> and communicate. Yeah. Just talk. Yeah. Don't over. send dick pics. Communicate. Be honest with yourself and each other. And be good with yourself. Like, yeah. Dating should be fun. I hope that people start talking more and stop sizing each other up less. That's all I, I just hope that we like start getting to know each other a little bit more and giving each other a little bit more of a chance and being a little bit like gentler with each other and dating is fun i really enjoy dating yeah i don't know if i've like brought that up on the on this podcast yet but like the whole experience of online dating meeting new people the butterflies the nervousness Mm -hmm. the the good dates the ones where you go home and you just can't stop thinking about that person like yeah it's all really wonderful Mm mm-hmm and cherish that. Like, I, I think a lot of people use it as a game, as a numbers game, or as a. That's so shitty because those are get people. What I want out of this, and yeah. it's just it's the wrong way to go about it. It's the wrong way to go about anything in life. Mm-hmm. There, there's a way to sort of rack up the stats of anything you do to get the highest score, to to get the most whatever. Mm-hmm. 
in dating, get the most dates, to get laid, to find that perfect somebody every time you go on a date. And if she's not 100% there to, to, to drop her, there's so much more in between that. There's so much that can be enjoyed in the, the, in the steps in between. Yeah, mediocre. But the thing is, you got to be ready for it. You have to be in the headspace where you are able to respect people. Mm -hmm. And if you're not like you're, you know, you're just going out there spreading disrespect, basically, (laughs) you know, you're treating people poorly and and dismissing them and, and ghosting them and just trying to get laid. And, you know, I've been told many times by multiple men that online dating has made it incredibly incredibly easy to get laid and I get that but how many of those women wanted a relationship it's like my follow-up question if you're on something like field or fet life if you're on one of those or uh you know an app that's known for being a hookup app sure it's not like you're you know like do you have any siblings <laughs> you're worried about whether they have other things um and that's fine but like if you're meeting on bumble and hinge and a lot of these you know sort of more relationship apps and you're just using them to get laid it's kind of shitty you know there's a place for that where it's totally acceptable mm-hmm. and and everyone's on the same page that's the thing is that everyone has to be on the same page. If you're going out and lying to people and being entitled and you're not one of the good ones. Don't you want to be one of the good ones? I do. You do. <laughs> I need somebody who's like, like equal, like who wants to like play, play a game, not make me the game. I don't want to be the object. I don't want to have a bullseye on my head. I want to have somebody who like I'm shoulder to shoulder with and has their shit together and is self-confident and believes in themselves enough and then they can believe in me and I can believe in them and we can go and, you know, tackle the world together. So let's say you were mentoring somebody. Mm-hmm. A young woman, teenager, and she is using a dating app. Mm-hmm. She's on Tinder, which you hate. I do. I hate Tinder. <laughs> but you want to set her up for success. Uh-huh. What's one piece of advice you can give her? Do you remember VH1? Yes. That's still a channel, right? Probably. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I think know. it's like all reality TV. Yeah. yeah, so I think during the time when they were like switching over to, from music to reality television, do you remember RuPaul? Mm-hmm. I know she's still very popular, but when she first started to become very popular, one of her like very famous sayings was, if you don't love yourself, no one is going to love you, or some mm-hmm. version of that. And I think about that a lot. And now as an adult in the world, in this world, I think about what it must have taken for someone who fought so hard to be so unique to say that. I think about what it must have taken for her to come to that conclusion and how challenging it must have been. Because at every turn, she was likely not loved the way she wanted to be. And to go against the grain like that and then to come out on top, that is validation. It's the validation you give yourself. And it only comes from valuing yourself in spite of what everyone else says. You can't think that a a drag queen in the 80s 
would end up a mogul in, you know, 2019. You wouldn't have thought that. That was a very different time. And, you know, she she paved the way for an entire culture. It's like so numerous, right? Her influence on, you know, makeup and and hair and beauty and gay culture and drag culture and everything. She changed the world just by being herself and insisting on being herself. So like, truly, if you don't love yourself, nobody will. But also, if you don't love yourself, you cannot change the world. And you cannot do the things that, you know, we all aspire to do. So that's what I would say. I would say that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. You cultivate who you are and you put that out into the world. And if someone doesn't like that, fuck them. Keep moving. Because there's going to be someone who doesn't like it, who doesn't approve, who tries to cut you down. There are going to be people who actually love what you do, but they're so intimidated by it that they can't handle it. But you just have to keep pushing and keep moving forward. And who knows who you can become. So like, what does that have to do with dating apps? You're not going to find what you need as a person and what makes you happy if you are looking for the rest of the online dating world to validate you. Do you think that this woman looked for the world to tell her she was right in what she was? No. Nobody said that. Everybody was like, she, they othered her so intensely for so long. And now, how do you think Kim Kardashian like got like her makeup the way it is? I mean, it's, who looked like that before? Who did makeup like that before? It was RuPaul. So like, you're not gonna find love. You cultivate it and you spread it. And at some point you come across somebody who cultivates their own love and spreads it. And then you share a life. That's how it works in a perfect world. But if you're going out there begging for validation, you'll never be RuPaul. (laughs) And don't we all want to be RuPaul? (laughs) Because that's excellence. That's excellence in the face of every contrarian that you've ever met. And there's like a million of them. That's what I'd say, I think. I like that. I like that a whole bunch. With the right person, you can't do anything wrong. Don't be someone that you you think a guy is going to want to meet. Just be yourself. There are so many people on online dating. Just be yourself and you will find someone that fits you like a puzzle piece. And it's going to be perfect for you. And it's going to save you a lot of heartache and it's going to save a lot of drama in the long run. Just be yourself. Don't try to change yourself or try to, or even worse, scratch that. Don't try to change the other person. That's the one thing I can walk away from this entire interview is don't try to change the other person. We do have an email address. We were very conscious in not having a social media presence because we're old and lazy yeah. and didn't want to keep track of a 
Facebook page and an Instagram account and a Twitter handle and all that stuff. But we do have an email address um, that we may or may not check. Uh, there, there's. It's on my phone. Let's say there's a 100% <laughs> chance that you will not contact us if you do not email us. Yeah. But there is a little chance that you will contact us if you do email us. Um, and the email address is appthatpodcast at gmail.com. A-P-P-T-H-A-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, critiques, whatever, or just want to say, hey, thanks for the podcast, or like going through some real stuff, Shoot us an email. Obviously, we both like talking. <laughs> um, and, you know, given our availability, if we, if we have some time to, to chat back and message you, like, we absolutely will. So if there's something about this podcast that, that hits you or that you want to talk more about or you're like, man, you guys seem really cool. Let's grab a drink. Hit us up. But, you know, I don't, I don't like Uber rides longer than 10 minutes. So right, right, right. Yeah. 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 I'll, okay. yeah. <laughs> you're, just, there's a real good chance you're going to end up with me. <laughs> yeah. So just know that going in. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's all we got. I think that's it. So thanks for listening. I hope you guys have had as much fun listening as we've had recording this because yeah. we've had a lot of fun recording this. This has been great. <laughs> one guy I met, he was a rocket scientist. He had a seat on the Chicago Board of Trade. He was very outstanding and I thought oh what's everybody talking about you know look at this I, I got a good guy the first try so we go to Starbucks we meet we talk normal conversation like absolutely normal and he's like okay well do you want to go out for drinks you know um tomorrow night I said yeah I'd love to that'd be great so I get in my car and I'm like, okay, good. That went really well. You know, it's my first date, you know. And um, he texts me. And he's like, well, I really couldn't tell if he liked me or not. And I was like, well, I agreed to go out for drinks with you. So wouldn't that kind of be a nonchalant way of saying, yeah, I did? And he's like, okay, well, do me a favor. I said, okay, sure. Not knowing what to expect. He's like, I want you to go home and eat the biggest meal you can eat, and I want you to hold your shit for three days. And I said, excuse me? He was like, well, when you come over, I want you to sit on my face so I can suck the shit out of you. And I, like, kind of sat there for a minute looking at my phone, and I I was like, am I reading this right? Like, is this real? And he goes, was that too much? And I said, yeah, just a little. And he replied, so you're not in a scat play? And I was like, no. And then he goes, well, can I force you to get pregnant? I'm like, no. So I just stopped the conversation right there. I immediately blocked him. I think that was on OkCupid. Um, I immediately blocked him. I immediately blocked him on my phone. And I went about my way. Running